0: Hello and welcome in. We are overjoyed to be live right now with no technical <laughs> issues at all. Welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of this ship. Captain? Mayor? Do ships have mayors?
1: I'm going to find out. Uh, this is the In your book, everything has a everything mayor. Everything has a mayor. I'm pretty sure. This is the you
0: co- are it. <laughs> I'm, I'm Derek Montia, mayor of the ship. This guy is the co-captain. This is Jesse Friedman, a.k.a. the
1: Thunderstick. We had some fun at the home run. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, we did. We
1: had a lot of fun. It would have been a little run-der. bit better if you uh, actually put in a little bit more effort and come away with effort. It was due to a lack of skill. That's there's a difference It's
0: I, The effort was there. It's, OK, the skill was not. But of course, uh, welcome in. We thank you guys for joining us. This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top rated sports book app and I'm sure some people won some money on the Houston Astros your 2022 World Series champions that it's not like we didn't know it was go- wasn't going to happen I think at one point way earlier in the season we might have said the Astros had a yeah. good chance of doing this but uh, it's still an impressive feat nonetheless the Philadelphia Phillies deserve all the kudos in the world for their uh their their postseason and their run that they had but yeah uh, let's let's be honest this is all about the Astros the Astros finally get a chance Uh, a lot of there's a lot of weird talk about this World Series but the first thing I think that is great is obviously Dusty
1: Baker gets his ring absolutely yeah Dusty Baker is just a baseball legend and uh he's been in the World Series a couple times in the past he was in the World Series last year and came away empty but uh not this time and if there's uh, you know, I, I think some people were maybe a little bit hesitant to join in the celebration with the Astros. It's no of secret course, yeah, that a lot of people course. were not rooting for the Astros in the series, but just seeing Dusty Baker smile and jump up and down and whatnot during some of those celebrations was pretty cool. And no matter what you think of the Houston Astros as a whole, I don't think you can be mad at Dusty Baker. I no. mean, you can't take any of that out on him. He's just genuinely a great human being from what I know and, and a legend in baseball
0: you're absolutely right and to be honest it's what made the houston astros hiring him as manager such a savvy move right yeah it's like this was an organization that had a tremendous amount of of character issues you could say or like (laughs) reputational issues yeah reputation issues to to bring to bring in somebody like dusty baker who is kind of beloved in baseball was a pretty smart move to kind of get the perception towards the organization
1: turned around. Yeah, it really was. There was no question at the time. I mean, when they were in the midst of trying to figure out who they were, who they were going to hire, there's no question in my mind that that was probably the biggest consideration is like, like who is going to elevate the reputation of this franchise because we've dug ourselves a pretty significant hole uh, with the whole uh, trash can banging scandal. So uh, nobody better than Dusty Baker, and, and I'm happy for him to be able to, to have this, this victory here. My favorite
0: fun fact about this entire situation is the fact that Dusty Baker's managerial debut was on April 6th, 1993 versus the St. Louis Cardinals. And the very first batter that he had to manage against in a regular season Major League Baseball game, Geronimo Pena, Jeremy Pena's dad. Really? Yes, sir. Really? Yep. Wow. And he went two for two in that game with two walks. So uh he was a bit of a thorn. He a bit of a menace. He was a bit of a menace and just Dusty like, just, side. like Jeremy, huh? just like Jeremy. Just like Jeremy. And like you can't ask for not only a better story when it comes to Dusty Baker and his managerial record, the Mans almost won four thousand baseball games and did not have a World Series to kind of cap off such an amazing managerial career. But you have the story of Jeremy Pena, who is your World Series MVP and one of the best stories in baseball. Let's be honest. Uh, Yeah. For a number of reasons. Right. Uh, Let me let me give you Pena's uh, November. This is just his November. Uh, November 1st, he became the first rookie shortstop to win a gold glove. November 3rd, he became the first rookie shortstop to homer in a World Series game. And on November 5th, he became the first rookie position player in history to win World Series MVP. It's a fine... How, a, how has your November been? That's right? a fine week. Not as good as that. <laughs> Not as good as that. Uh But yeah, I mean, we've talked about it probably more than we've talked about any Astros player. But yeah. Pena replacing Carlos Correa with big shoes to fill, big hole to fill. And honestly, he did it in such a way that it's, it, it's, it's hard to believe, right? It's like people in Houston don't even have to uh utter the name Carlos Correa anymore. And there is no ghosts of the past haunting them when it comes to who filled in at that position
1: yeah and I mean Carlos Correa is going to be probably a big fish in the free agent market um this winter we'll have to see what what happens there but the Astros I don't think they have any remorse of of letting him letting him walk last year <laughs> not and, a little bit no I mean and, and it's just a testament to how good the Astros are at developing young talent and just bringing in new guys you know I mean not many teams can replace a all-star caliber shortstop as seamlessly as the Houston Astros did. I mean, there aren't that many Jeremy Pena's out there. The fact right. that they had him just sort of, you know, waiting in the wings ready to go is is really impressive. So the, the Astros are a very homegrown team. I mean, say what you will about them as a franchise and all of the negative things that have come out about that franchise over the last few years. The Astros came by this World Series honestly, like... I believe more than half of their roster, I want to say 14 of the 26 players on their World Series roster were homegrown talent, like guys that came from within the organization. And that's really impressive. It's something the Philadelphia Phillies cannot say. (laughs) Philadelphia (laughs) Phillies, (laughs) as lovable as they are for so many people, that was not their story. Um, And so even if the Astros were the overdog... I'm going to keep using Ah, that word. He did it again. I did it again. (laughs) Um, Even if they are the overdog in this situation, like the way that they got to this point is not really like a big brother mentality. Like it really is. We're going to build from within. You know, we're going to build something sustainable. And that's why they've represented the American League in the World Series so many times in the last few years, because it's sustainable and they can do this year after year after year. It's funny you say that because obviously we want to give a tip of the cap to the
0: Philadelphia Phillies and everything they did. Yes. And yeah. let's be honest, as a team that plays in a very difficult division that it's is going to be very hard to win in the foreseeable future. Yeah. It does give the Diamondbacks, it should give Diamondbacks fans a bit of hope about what totally. you can do should you just get that final wild card position. However, like you said, the Diamondbacks actually are much closer believe it or not, to being more like the Houston Astros right now than they are to being the Philadelphia Phillies because of the acquisition (laughs) of free agents versus the Diamondbacks right now trying to – slowly do it the correct way and build from within the organization. You mean like in in the manner of like
1: how the team is being built? That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm not talking about success. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if they're closer to 106 wins than they are 87 wins. No, (laughs) no, without a doubt. Point taken. (laughs) But yeah, no, you're right.
0: And I'm not trying to say that I'm saying because the Philadelphia Phillies feel like more of the inspiration for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But to be honest, we should be inspired more by the Astros because I feel like that's the direction that the franchise is going. Or at least that's what they're hoping for. Right. A, A few teams can have the success that the Astros had and the Astros merely had to have like three really terrible seasons in a row for them to acquire enough pieces to build this franchise up for years and have it be sustained have it be held up by the pillars that are your young players that came up and became superstars in Major League Baseball right
1: right right. Um,
0: but you know (laughs) Jacob actually sent us a really great thing about the Diamondbacks and just in regards to that uh, we got a uh, tweet from Arizona Diamondback stats and info that said within the last 6 months have the D-backs quietly become the valley's second most promising franchise. Hey, you have ran- you have- <laughs> more promising than the Cardinals. Than the Car- that's I think that's the goal is franchise players Gallon Walker Marte Merrill Kelly up and coming Carol McCarthy Thomas etc 22 win improvement from the previous season star player
1: does not play call of duty And that's a big factor
0: (laughs) in here. The new Call of Duty was released.
1: Cardinals are 0-2 since then, of course. I mean, even didn't DeAndre Ayton have like a video game thing at one point? We all have
0: video game things. There's nothing wrong with video games. But when it gets in the (laughs) way
1: of your preparation for Sunday, maybe there's a problem there. I I, do know. I do have to say, Corbin Carroll and Alec Thomas, I was told on the record they're both big Fortnite fans. And they play quite a bit of Fortnite together. There's something about Fortnite that does not... It It doesn't
0: doesn't, corrupt the soul. And no, it just doesn't (laughs) threaten me the way Call of Duty is. Look, (laughs) I'm a survivor of Call of Duty addiction, let me tell you. And my life (laughs) was going down. uh, It's a downward spiral. It was not good. Uh, I was, you know, essentially staying up until 2 a.m. every night, killing zombies and competing at the highest level. Uh, And it wasn't good for me as a person during the daylight hours, you know, (laughs) getting up at 6 a.m. four hours later after putting in a night's work on Call of Duty. That shit's not good for you. But... Uh, yes, I do like this. And I do think, to be honest, there are a lot of similarities, once again, between what the Diamondbacks kind of are starting to get on a roll and and those bubble Suns that all of a sudden kind yeah. of went from being very bad to very good kind of pretty quickly. Right. But the key there was that they defined their core. They knew who their young players were, that they were going to yeah. make that, you know, team of the future. And they could add the pieces like Jay Crowder and Chris Paul when they knew the team was to that point, I think obviously the diamondbacks might not be there yet in 2023 but 2024 could be that season where we see them add uh those exact little pieces that kind of get them over the hump
1: yeah yeah i mean i don't know if them being the team like what michael said in the comments i don't know if them being the team with the brightest future in arizona says as much about them as it does all the other arizona sports teams right now um although i mean leah the coyotes have like a like, I mean, they can't get worse, right? No, like- they've hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, like the Diamondbacks did. I
2: think the Coyotes are a couple years behind the D-backs. Yeah.
0: Okay. But do you think that the players that they brought into the organization now are like key components to the future? No, the once they that-
2: drafted, there's a couple on the roster now, and then they drafted a couple this year. But this upcoming draft is the draft. For them, it's like it's one of the deepest drafts ah. in the NH- in NHL for the last few years. So,
0: you know what that means, baby tank season for the Coyotes. Yeah, all season and you know long. what that
2: means? They're gonna do well and pick 15. Yeah, They'll right. yeah, shit,
0: the no, shit the bet, even when it comes to losing. Um, one other thing before we move on, but there is a lot of talk about how this World Series somehow cements the Houston Astros legacy and helps them overcome that sign stealing scandal mm, mm. like you said they have had a substantial amount of success in the American League over the last what 10 years close to 10 years right they've been very good yeah for not quite 10 years not quite getting, 10 years getting, but like close. eight years seven years right yeah uh does this help them overcome mm, that it's the million dollar question are there just more people that are thinking that you know these guys are cheating in some other
1: way I think that so and and unfortunately, I don't remember who put this out there, but I thought it was a really good point that somebody not me made on Twitter. Um, they said something along the lines of the fact that Major League Baseball didn't revoke the Astros title in 2017 has sort of made it impossible to like forgive them or move on, right? Like if Major League Baseball had gone out and somehow made some sort of more significant move other than finding them and taking away draft picks then maybe the baseball community at large could be like, okay, justice has been served here. We can move on. But that didn't happen. That's the craziest thing I've ever fucking heard in
0: my life that people want them to what? Just like vacate the 2017 (laughs) title like this is pro wrestling. What the hell?
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Like, I don't think that's a realistic ass. Like it's understandable why major league baseball didn't take those steps, but, At the same time, you can understand like there's just this like injustice that just like keeps rearing its head. And I don't think people are going to forget about it. And it's it's not going to change. Right. So on
0: the flip side, does them continuing to have success? Make it worse. Like does that kind of I don't think it makes it. I don't
1: think it makes it worse. Okay, no, I don't think it makes it worse. I think it, it shows that and whether people are willing to admit it or not, that the 2017 Astros were a darn good baseball team. And the 2022 Astros are a darn good baseball team, well, too. Said, yeah, right? Yeah. And,
0: um, but it's just, it's the stupid pot shots that people can take, right? Yeah. And then, like, continued success just lets people continue to be angry and fester about like if you were bad for a little bit of time at least we could yeah. get over it but then you the next came back. time the
1: Astros are bad I mean people will really have a lot of fun with that yeah. I'm sure well, it's uh, like, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon Leah
0: can attest to this because on the Coyote show they just had dumbass questions about some locker rooms because they thought they were playing at Mullet Arena but instead they were playing
2: where were they Leah? They were uh, in DC in DC, and everyone was it's dumb. And they were like look at this trash locker room yeah, like, like, yeah, junior
0: varsity well, locker room yeah, there, it's and it's like, like yeah, that's the Capitals visiting lottery, yeah. right, guys. That's <laughs> just, what that is, right? Just so think, it's like people think just wanna, a little bit
2: deeper for one second.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just want to get the the jokes in. That's all, you know? And of course, the Astros are going to be the butt of those jokes, and we enjoy those yeah. jokes. Some of our favorite Halloween costumes involve those jokes. So uh, it's, it's not going to go away. And I think the Astros have gotten to a point where, I don't know, like there's not enough of them left on the team for most of them to still take it personally. Right, yeah. There's only like four, yeah. maybe five guys from the team from 2017 still on the team. But, I mean, you can't really talk shit because of how good those guys continue to be, like how's Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman is arguably the best third baseman in postseason history now, and it's hard to— it's <laughs> Wow, hard to, that is a claim. It is. It's a claim, but <laughs> I'm mean, telling you, if you look not, back he's put up some pretty good numbers. he actually is one of the best third basemen.
1: In postseason history. So, Jose Altuve, I mean, he had three hits in game seven, I think, but yeah. he, had he a struggled in the postseason. He had a miserable postseason, yeah, sure. honestly. It wild a- that the Astros were able to win this thing. Well, and I mean, again, that just goes to show. He's one of those guys
0: that he can make a difference if he gets on base. He struggled, but when he did, it was effective, right? When he got on base, he was able to make things happen. He was able to cause chaos on the base paths. It's what we're hoping
1: to see from our young Diamondbacks team once we can get to a point. Jazz McCormick also played really well. Oh, God, that Just throughout the entire postseason and the catch. catch? Um, I know he's uh, I believe he's a Philadelphia native so he's never allowed back in that that's been revoked
0: when you talk about the World Series style (laughs) being revoked Chaz McCormick no longer a native
1: (laughs) he has no ties to Philadelphia whatsoever
0: his his origin story is like (laughs) you know he just came out of the shadows (laughs) Uh, but of course make sure to check out our our website over at gophnx.com if you haven't done so already we appreciate you doing so grab yourself a membership you can get an annual membership and you'll get yourself a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, whatever t shirt you wish. Uh, also, if you get the month to month membership, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get members only access to our Discord, members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com, as well as members only invites to some of our events. We had a blast this weekend. Shout out to everybody that came out, not only to the Arizona Fall League uh, Home Run Derby, but to the Phoenix Suns takeover event. We had we Jesse and I were all over the place this weekend, and we had a great time hanging out with you guys. So make that sure was a
1: miserable basketball game. Oh, right
0: there. don't even. Oh, I was I wasn't actually in the arena anymore
1: by the time that that shot hit. But that's uh, true. Yeah, I kind of wish I had made the same I left. Choice. I left. I knew something Instead, bad was going to happen. Instead, I saw Jeremy Grant take <laughs> oh, steps. Jeremy Grant becoming the
0: next. <laughs> Coming of Jordan in that game, right? Jeremy Grant had to be double teamed in the first half, by the way. But yeah, don't even let's not even talk about that. He also traveled. That like travel. It was a travel, In a pretty but, significant way. But uh, anyway. If you're, if you're here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here. Of course, uh, make sure to subscribe, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of the shows go live, and leave us a little thumbs up uh, just for my own personal uh, you know, benefit. It's my own self uh, esteem. I need that for me. Uh, but of course, we talked about uh, every thing we do on this show we were all over the place and of course you know that every week on this show is Shark week. that's why we're so active every day on the show is Earth Day and of course every Monday we go to the mailbag my always something interesting in my mailbox I try to get to everything in my mailbox and then once in a while there's a letter that makes me go wow wow my mailbox interesting in my
1: mailbox. All right, Leah, what is we there got? Something interesting in your mailbox. There is something interesting in my mailbox. Let's go. All I you. ever get is bills. Oh yeah, and like just oh, wait. This I get political stupid, attack ads. Yeah, political, political this ads. This isn't yeah.
2: um, a mailbox question, but uh, have you forgiven your wife for, not letting, you wife for not, jer- not letting
0: you get the Booker? For not letting you get the jersey? No, I have not. I still firmly <laughs> believe that had she done that, they would have won. Ah. I don't know how that would have shifted the force so in the it's universe, Jen's but I feel fault. it is Jen's fault. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. It's <laughs> Jed's fault. All right. I need it around the house. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, but no, of course, I forgive her. She's my favorite person in the world, and I have no choice but to forgive her. I sleep next to her at night. Uh, what else we got, Leah? Uh, this is a two-parter from our friend Brett Lee Johnson. Brett underscore Johnson 44 on Twitter. He asks, give us a hot take prediction for this offseason you, you will think that will shake up the baseball world. Give us your lock offseason move that you can almost guarantee will happen.
1: Oof, mm. That's a lot of stuff. All right, so so number number two, I I predict that Edwin Diaz will re-sign with the New York Mets. Mm, yeah, that's boring. I, I mean, that, that seems like, I, I, I would agree with you. Like, that's a boring thing, but I also feel like. Well, it's especially boring considering that Edwin Diaz already has re-signed with the New
0: York oh, Mets. Oh, goddammit, so. Jesse. Get out.
1: <laughs> I have a feeling like you might.
0: <laughs> go get Sean, tell him to come in here. <laughs> Uh, I don't know yeah I mean obviously That was actually a no
1: brainer though I feel Like don't you think I mean it The felt Mets like- were very unlikely to let Yeah, yeah. They, I, they love him With the, the, with the Mets him. ownership They're just not gonna let Great players walk really I just, I mean, the way, how motivated that franchise is to right. win right now, right. no, no surprise there.
0: Well, and and I mean, honestly, there's something about his uh, legacy, his like, he's, his bigger than life persona yeah, seems he has to a, have developed in New York. He right. has a brand. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Steve Cohen is nope. not not messing around. Not Michael messing is absolutely around. spot on there.
0: Um, I will give you a
1: hot take. I will give you the hot take right now. You going to tell us where Aaron Judge is going? San Francisco Giants. Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't think people are going to like you for saying that I don't fucking much. like
0: me for saying <laughs> that. Are you kidding me? I say things all the time that make me not like me for saying stuff. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't want it to happen. I don't really think it's going to happen. But you said like an outlandish kind of
1: crazy prediction. And honestly – So that's not your guarantee. That's no, the one that's a little not, out there.
0: I would almost guarantee he's going to re-sign with the Yankees. But I feel like there's that's just such a San Francisco Giants – move at this point where you think where you think they're about to regress into a bit of an area where they might not be as good where it might take them a little time they don't want to say the r word you know the rebuild word but san francisco doesn't really rebuild they haven't really rebuilt over the last fucking 15 years it feels like right so it really is a matter of staying competitive and i feel like going after the biggest free agent in baseball and adding to that offense that they that struggled quite a bit at times for
1: the Giants last year. I I agree with you that like I think that's it's like it shouldn't be a reasonable thing for them to do but it probably is. Yeah, I I know there was a report out there at some point that said that the the Giants will not be outbid for Aaron Judge. I don't know how much of that is just posturing in advance of, of negotiations but looking at the Giants roster like like what makes you think that if you bring in Aaron Judge, that's a good baseball team? You know, like well, like like if you pair Tyro Estrada and Mike Yastrzemski with Aaron Judge, right, like suddenly right. you have this majestic trio. Carlos Rodon has also opted out, so at least as of right now, they don't have him under contract for next year. I could see it. I mean, the Giants have a lot of money to spend, and they haven't really gone after big fish and free agency for a little while. It feels like I don't so. Want to I do. Oh, I love. Um, I love Mike. Yeah, I, mean, really, I, I do. I do. I do love the name in baseball, potentially, right? Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> the longest last name in baseball, at least. Um,
0: it's the it's the hardest for people who aren't baseball fans to pronounce. Yet all baseball fans look at it. Go, <laughs> yeah, you're Shremsky.
1: What's the problem? No, I, I do think that Mike is is a great guy. Uh, once upon a time, I was interviewing Stephen Vogt and uh Mike Yastrzemski like popped in the chat and Stephen Boat was going crazy because he loves Mike Yastrzemski. <laughs> Um So anyway, I don't I don't want to throw any shade at Mike Yastrzemski. Sean Sean's right. Uh, I guess I already it's did. But, but but I mean, yeah, like the Giants don't have like this young core of players that you're building around. So it seems like sort of on timing for them. But yeah, it wouldn't totally really, shock me. They just the have time. the
0: money and the San Francisco Aaron judges sound pretty good. Motion. Yeah, that's what I will I say. I the idea, by the way. I just want to put that back out there.
1: Yeah, and another idea that you'll probably hate is that I think the Dodgers are going to acquire some other superstar guy this winter. Carlos Correa, possibly could
0: he be the replacement for Trey Turner? Yeah,
1: I think it's I think it's Trey Turner's out, and knowing the Dodgers, they're not the type of organization to lose a superstar without replacing him. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of who it is well, in some ways. And Carlos Correa might be he might be at the top
0: of that list. I think so. And I also think my guarantee is that Carlos Correa won't resign with the Twins.
1: That's my like. Guarantee. OK. I, the Twins have come out and said like like they're confident, like like they're going after him. But
0: why would you only take a one year deal, though?
1: Well, the, he wouldn't sign a one-year deal with the Twins. He did, though, is my point. Right. Well, he did last year. Right. He did last year in order to kind of – like the market just wasn't what he wanted it to right. be. And right. so now he's opting out. Right. Um. But, yeah, the Twins aren't getting him on another one-year deal. That's That's for sure.
0: No, that's, what I, that's my point. And yeah. I think that maybe the one-year deal was so that, like you said, he could opt out and opt for a free agency during a time where it was going to be a bit more lucrative for him. And there was going to be a chance for him to make that big payday. I think this is that chance.
1: Uh, though his numbers weren't great with Minnesota, right? So, Correa, I mean, yeah. yeah, he was good. But you're right; it, what, he wasn't like he wasn't like elite or anything. That's, that's the thing for me
0: that makes it so hard for baseball. Is then you could bring in well, some. Well, I that... take it back. He was elite. Was he elite?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what was he what was his WAR? <laughs> um, <laughs> baseball Reference has him at five point four. Yeah, okay. he's a pretty good. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I he, he had an eight thirty four OPS, which doesn't like jump off the page, but. Um, but I mean for a short stop, that's you know, twenty-two homers, sixty four RBIs, played 136 games, so relatively healthy most of the year. He'll 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 do what he'll do okay for himself in free agency. You know, they, who
0: feels like the most uh, the big uh, well, we'll get to it. I'll get to it. We have plenty of diamondbacks free agency questions to get to. Leah, what else <laughs> do we got? Uh we know baseball has tons of unwritten rules. What's a PHNX unwritten rule at the office? Oh my God.
1: Huh. Right.
0: I'm gonna start off with Don't hide fucking burritos in the liquid death water box. That's my first unwritten rule. (laughs) No hiding burritos that should be in the refrigerator in a box in your office. Is that what Mac did? Oh, she's Yeah, she's flipping it off right now. That's pretty uh that's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, this one this rule
1: actually only applies to Michaela. The rest well, of us the rest I mean, of us I want everybody to follow this rule, not just Mac. Well, I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying the rest of us have enough respect for each other that we wouldn't need that rule no, to be in right. place. You're Mac right. is right. the only one who needs that kind of I don't supervision. I
0: understand, quite frankly, how there isn't a writing your name on a burrito policy around this joint. Yeah, and that's yeah. enough for you to protect your burrito. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe Mac Has just lived in a world so long that's feral and unruled that she doesn't know how to act in society anymore <laughs> i have no idea but another unwritten rule according to Saul, is just leaving your stuff anywhere see but that's
1: not really unwritten that's like no that's it's like, actually very that's written. like written it's on all of our foreheads written, at this yeah, it's point the
0: only written rule actually <laughs> it's 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 etched on a wood plaque in the middle of the lobby i don't get it but i, I have, have
1: left to- the office and returned solely to like wash a glass Saul or something time that I to used. me because i left a, a
0: uh, tape on his desk he <laughs> facetimed me to come back to the office because i love tape wait
2: i, I want to address michael's comment about flip-flops because i will say the women of this office have shamed all of the men into not wearing flip-flops to work what
0: is the problem with flip-flops I this is the lack of well, care for the men's feet do you not want to see i
2: don't speak? need to see your toes oh. <laughs> but then but i also to your
0: toes but right? i
2: also think <laughs> <laughs> that wearing well, first of all, I get pedicures, <laughs> but I also think that wearing flip flops with pants is just simply not a good look. What is wrong with
0: people that do that? I don't understand that. That is not. Do you agree? Yeah. I okay,
2: a like flip flops with shorts and like a beachy set, like whatever. I'm, I'm not against flip flops as a concept. I just don't You're wear them with jeans. What are you doing? Socks, bow and espo. Sorry,
0: or socks. <laughs> I mean, sorry if it's uh, if it's cold enough for you to need socks with your flip flops, wear shoes. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, any more unwritten rules around here?
1: Um, uh, I don't know. Um yeah, just like general cleanliness is certainly oh, a, yeah. certainly a big thing around here. Um yeah, that's about all I, that's that's about all all, I have. Yeah,
0: that's all. Uh, Madden. Wait, uh don't don't be a part of the fantasy league and not expect a punishment. That's the biggest. There's that's biggest a big one. one. That's There's a big one. That's one because yeah. apparently the punishments. Are cruel and awful, and it doesn't matter and how cheers much. And refuses to and do And is them. not going to do it. <laughs> so I might end up spending twenty four hours in a Waffle House just to make sure somebody fucking does it. All right, uh, what else we got, Leah? Oh, wait, that was our. Uh, that's, all right, let's do let's do an ad read. You guys want to do an ad read? Let's do an ad read. <laughs> of course, our friends at OGs are our favorite uh, ones to read ads about because we have agreed to a new deal with our friends at OGs. PHNX times OGs equals uh, fun, is what I'm saying. But the terms of the agreement weren't released But at the time of the agreement, but sources close to the two sides said we're all immensely excited and looking forward to creating what? Oh, hey, hi, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Of course, creating more great content between the brands. And our friends at Mountain Bikes are here, too. Shout out to Mountain Mike. Uh, That guy takes his job way too seriously. He's not actually Mountain Mike, but he feels like he needs to uphold the image of being Mountain Mike. He's almost... Uh, Like a mascot but he's a real person that doesn't dress in a suit. It's kind of wild. Anyway, check out our friends Mountain Mike Of course check out our friends at OG's OGs is uh, flavoring life. They're flavoring your life. They're flavoring your dreams. They're flavoring everything, and we can't thank them enough for being a sponsor. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Uh, and also, our friends at DraftKings. I had a big weekend over at the DraftKings sportsbook app. I lost, but then I got myself a free bet back. These are all things you can do. Uh, they were having free bets on same game parlays if you should lose. So I got that, and then I won. Betting, uh, I might have bet against the Cardinals. I might have. Might a bet on the money line for Seattle and some other things in the same game parlay and won myself $100 with my free bet, but you can do that too over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you're a new customer, you can bet $5 on any NBA money line bet, and you will get $200 in free bets should your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with those same game uh, stepped-up parlays. It's this simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use our promo code of PHNX, and get down on the NBA action. That minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. We got more mailbag questions. I have I have one more. Wait. Isaiah uh, un- Chavez says the OG sleeping gummies are good to eat before bedtime. He's not wrong. He is not wrong. They are the best Isaiah thing to knows. eat before
1: bedtime. So another unwritten rule that I just came up with is that if Espo is playing Madden, I feel like you got to leave the guy alone because he gets pretty emotionally invested okay. when he's playing Madden. And he's not very good at it. I mean, I think we've that's sort it. of the problem. Like yeah. Espo just doesn't really do well in those environments. Max, I don't Ma- think Max so. was beating him fifty-six to nothing. Yeah, we've I believe, seen some pretty game. concerning scores yeah. watching Espo play Madden. So best to I'd just never leave play again. If element. I lost
0: fifty six to nothing to another actual live human being, I'd never play again. No. I'd
1: set down the controller, maybe even not touch an Xbox controller for the rest of my life. If you, you did play again, you'd just put the level on rookie and then play against the CPU. That's a personal instead. attack on me <laughs> and I don't appreciate it.
0: <laughs> Leah, let's go to the mailbag. Uh, Corbin Carroll Stan account God bless you sir says give five different versions of this we're not going to do that but we, we, we will give you one uh, blank percent of the blank is covered by blank the rest is covered by D-backs outfielders I'm going to say 25% of the PHNX office is covered by OG's the rest is covered by the D-backs outfielders
1: maybe like uh, I don't uh, this one is completely, completely out of the blue maybe like like 96% of like open space in Phoenix Metro is now covered by like retail stores, right? Sure. Like everywhere in this city, like if you're in like an area where people live, we don't allow open space, really. Yeah, we put no. supermarkets. there. Those days are over. Like, if you have an open gravel lot, like yeah. there has oh, yeah. to there be needs a
0: A prize needs to go there. Yeah, we need
1: like an Albertsons yeah. or a Raising Cane's or like someone's gonna have an yeah, aneurysm or something. Starbucks in the
0: parking so, lot—that's the way it needs to go. Yes,
1: yes, at you least know? at least one Starbucks per square mile, something like that. I'm gonna that. say eighty percent so. of the. Phoenix freeways are covered with traffic,
0: uh, and then the rest. Oh is- come on! Oh come on!
1: Arizona traffic is not as bad as people say it is.
0: Um, Michael McDermott gave us the actual answer, which <laughs> is the nerdiest thing anybody done, Michael. We know two thirds of the world is covered by water. That's the joke. Is it really two thirds though? Yeah, that's yeah. Isn't it like
1: a little more than that? I don't know.
0: Eighty percent of your seventy percent of your body is water. The rest is covered by the Arizona Diamondbacks outfield.
1: Ninety seven percent of 97%. statistics are, are made up. <laughs> <laughs> the rest are covered by DVAX. No, that doesn't make sense. Michael says the one oh one still sucks.
0: Yes it does, sir. Yes it does.
1: It depends on the time, you know, it's oh, predictable. It only sucks, and-
0: Jesse. People don't like to go down or around corners. It's scary to them. So if the freeway goes like this or this, everybody's gotta everybody's gotta slow down. Michael Bender says seventy one percent according to Google search. Yeah. Thank you, sir. There's a touch over Thank two you. thirds, yeah, but all right. that's all right. All right, what else we got, Leah? Uh, who should we go after in free agency? Is the bullpen coach part of the reason why our bullpen has been so hard? Uh, that second question was kind of more of the reason why I really like this one. Um, no. <laughs> no. I don't think this has anything to do with the bullpen coach. What are, you, what are your thoughts there, Jesse?
1: Yeah, I mean, Mike Fetters has been doing that for quite a while. Um, and, and Mike Fetters was the guy that before they brought
0: in Brent Strom, we were like, maybe they should consider moving him to pitching coach.
1: Yeah. But, Obviously they
0: went with a much more experienced guy that we were actually much more excited about, but Fedders, right. I don't think fetters is the problem to be honest.
1: Pro, no From Yeah. At least from what I know, he's seen, he seems to be a, a guy that players really enjoy working with. I mean, the reality is that as much as you want to put blame on, on like the somebody, coach, somebody. like the coach that's affiliated with that group, right? Like if your hitting sucks, then like go after the hitting that's coach the, or like right, if the bullpen right. sucks, go after the bullpen coach. I don't know if there's, I don't know if, Mike Fetters is really the problem here. Um, in fact, I'm pretty convinced of the opposite. I think the problem is that the pitchers in the Diamondbacks bullpen are just not great, right? Like they just haven't they just haven't had a lot of success developing relievers internally or on the free agent market. And it doesn't matter how good of a bullpen coach you have if the talent that you have in the bullpen is just not up to a major league level, which unfortunately is where the diamondbacks have been the last few years. So um, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, a lot of times you do see coaches, you know, fired because whatever they're in charge of, there's not a lot of success happening. But the D-backs have been very loyal to Mike Fetters, and I think there's probably a pretty good reason for that. He seems to really be well liked in the organization. Uh I, I don't have
0: anything to add to that because I just don't know how much. Like, it's weird because I understand the idea, the concept there, right? And it even yeah. goes further than just what you were saying. Yes, they're not very good, right? But the Diamond, it's not like the Diamondbacks didn't do things to go out there and bolster their bullpen. They brought in the guy that had the most saves in baseball last year. That's
1: true. Sure, yeah.
0: it might not be as flashy as like a young player or something like that. But from their assessment... You know, Mark Melanson was effective and didn't cost nearly as much money uh, as some of the other options that they might have been might have pursued. Right. Really, when it came down to Mark Melanson, it was a shorter term contract and not paying him nearly as much for Melanson. It's more about him being at the end of tail end of his career and, you know, just trying to stay relevant and try to help a baseball team win games. I still think Mark Melanson is going to as wild as this is about to come out of my mouth. I still think he's going to prove to be, like, effective. I think that, like, next year, we're going to see potentially a different Melanson. Maybe not in the closer role, but maybe that's what he needed. Maybe he needs to move out of the closer role and just be a relief bullpen guy. You're right. They don't have, like, top-tier talent. And we've seen, especially in the playoffs, how different bullpens are for other teams versus our particular team. It's frustrating, and I don't really know what the answer is. But, like Jesse said, we also don't have many people that can throw more than 97 miles per hour in the bullpen. And they don't have many people who can throw zone. more
1: than like 93 miles an hour, honestly. Right. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, there's guys throwing 106 casually in yeah. the bullpen or in the, in the strike zone, right? <laughs> so,
1: um, And I am a bit worried
0: about what the Diamondbacks are going to do at free agency. I think it's going to end up being a bit uh, underwhelming. I think people are going to be a bit disappointed with their lack of movement. But yeah. it's also better than going out and signing somebody like – Justin Verlander, who's 40 years old, who's that's a total Diamondbacks move. Like, hey, we're going to bring in one of the best pitchers in the game who really is kind of over the hill and past his prime at this point. Right. So it's like that's those are the kind of moves I don't really want to see the Diamondbacks make with the, you know, youth that they have coming up. We've had a chance not only in the Arizona Fall League to see some of their young players, but this season, as the season wrapped up, we got a chance to see a lot of their young guys. I believe their future really is going to come. From Reno, I believe their future is going to come from Amarillo. Saw so Poodles, shout out to those guys. But there you go. Uh, I don't think that. I, I I think that's what we're going to see in free agency. <laughs> bold uh, prediction. Chris, Chris Melton says bold prediction. The fan base will be mad at free agency. Correct.
1: Correct. <laughs> no matter what the bold. result is,
0: that's not even a bullish uh, prediction. That's pretty pretty uh, pretty factual.
1: I mean, last year though, what's funny is that I don't think people were actually that mad at free agency. Like, Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson no, seemed, seemed a very, like a pretty... It was
0: addressing the needs. As a matter of fact... Like, we anything, have
1: two closers, not yeah, one? Yeah, right.
0: What? <laughs> Who would have thought 40 losses later, here we would be. All right, what else we got, Liam? Uh, What has more fight? The d bullpen. Oh, Little man. kids during the home run derby. All right, well, Jesse and I went out to the Arizona Fall League home run derby, and Jesse... Uh, And Don's bread
1: was there with us.
0: Don's bread was with us. We had all a bunch of our friends from the PHNX crew out there. So so good to see all of you guys. And of course, uh, Jesse was taking video of me trying to catch a fly ball (laughs) in the outfield, which we're going to have on our YouTube channel later today as a part of our fall guys uh, segment. But Yes, the uh, the little kids at the fall league game had more fight in them than the bullpen. It's, it's not, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. It's not even a d- up for debate. These kids were running full speed from left field to right field and then back, <laughs> depending on which way the batter hit. And uh, even though they were completely outclassed by the grown-ass six-foot-tall men who had no problem shoving them down to the ground to catch a fly ball, but they didn't stop trying. And that's what's important. Never stop trying. Never give go. up, Jesse. Uh as John Cena would say, hustle, loyalty, respect. Don't ever give up, kids. And make sure that even when you don't get a fly ball, you make a
1: grown adult look bad
0: by trampling you.
1: Chris says that piranha school of children was vicious. <laughs> it really
0: was. Piranha <laughs> school. Really was. I like it.
1: They were fast. They moved together in a school.
0: Yeah. It was uh yeah, it was it was incredible.
1: It reminded me of um well, I don't know if there's a great a great comp, but like like playing 500, you know, like where everyone like in a giant pack of people, that are yep. like all like, get together, like all moving ball. as a unit <laughs> or wherever the projectile is going to land. Oh, yeah. It was what made it so special. Like, obviously, we see home run derbies happen in Major League Baseball as, as part of the all star festivities, but that's different because in Major League stadiums, they don't have like just a lawn in the outfield Correct. beyond the outfield fence, right? right? Here it was literally you just had, grass. You had
0: grown men just sprinting <laughs> like they were left fielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks with their glove up, ready to like catch it right. on the fly on the run. It was, uh, it was
1: something normally to be in, seen. in the actual home run derby. It's just way too densely packed, and there's seats and sure, there's stairs, sure. and there's Unless all this stuff coming in your way to you
0: where you are at, or within like two, yeah. two feet of your
1: area, Yeah, right? you're waiting for it to hopefully get to you yeah, and then not, aggressively chasing after it. Back. Yeah, you're not like yeah. running like putting 20,000 steps in to try to catch a home run. So, uh it was so wildly entertaining though. It was it was really incredible.
0: In all transparency,
1: uh Jesse caught me on video almost catching a fly ball and
0: uh I didn't have the heart uh, it
1: was like right there. Right like you there. didn't I don't think you even really had to bulldoze anyone for I that really one. I did.
0: I did. And it was just the fact that I uh talked a big game, but really didn't have it in me to run over small children. There was another
1: time. I don't you, think you had to run over small children. You, it, I think you reach you reach your glove high in the sky. And Jesse
0: Jesse wanted me to run over all the kids. That's what he kept telling me. That was his advice. Uh there was one kid who literally almost made me like double end and flip over the (laughs) top of him because I did not want to run over and knock over a small child but uh Gabriel and his brother had no problem doing it and they are an inspiration to me going forward (laughs) uh but yeah that's do, do we I think we have more uh home run derby related questions don't we Leah how many kids did Derek push to the ground to catch a home run ball see this is what we're talking
1: about zero not enough is the answer to that question right I think it would have been fine if you just took like a couple of them out. Yeah. You know, like you don't want to be like the bully that's just bulldozing everyone over. Right. But like it's a couple of them. Right. You know, the grass is fine. There soft, was a couple of them that preserved
0: it, I would yeah, say. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were very cunning with the way that they were trying to, you know, steal it from each other and whatnot. Like so somebody had to put them in their place, and you just weren't up for it. I was, just, so, I just,
0: I really, wasn't. I really oh well. wasn't. Really, when that killer instinct kicked in, I did not have it. I'm, I'm just telling you guys that now. But uh, again, shout out to our friends at Mountain Mikes for not only offering. Uh, well, welcoming us, but ever offering everybody 25% off for coming in. Uh, they had plenty of Four Peaks brews on hand. And, of course, we are teaming up with our friends at Four Peaks as well to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. So make sure to join us there. You can enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and all sorts of other fun. Uh, click the link in the show notes to register for free. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy the Four Peaks Brewing Company beer and enjoy responsibly. Also, shout out to our friends at More Furniture for not only making our office uh, incredibly, incredibly beautiful, but for uh, continuing to remember what I did to my office chair during the baseball season. So I I don't hold it against you. I, I'm in the wrong here. Just like, just like the grown men that knocked over small children were in the wrong, <laughs> uh, I'm in the wrong here. But uh, make sure to spruce up your home during More Furniture's fall sale at morefurniture.com. Plus, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Uh, Brett Johnson says, Zach Campbell knocking over children would win in that fight. Uh, yes, Zach Hample was the name I couldn't remember the other day, but absolutely that is the individual who I would see just – like I'm surprised we didn't see him out there just wrecking kids.
1: Just, you know, because <laughs> it was lawless. There was every man for himself out there. There yeah. were no ushers. There was yeah. nobody to save you. It, it was like utter chaos too because the, the guys throwing – to the, to the hitters, we're definitely not observing the rule that I think was in place, where you're where supposed you, to wait for it to, to land, land before yeah. you throw the next pitch. Right, and so there would be one home run, like on its way. And and there would be another one also on its way, like at the exact same <laughs> yeah. time. There would
0: be people fighting for a ball and another ball would be incoming. Yeah, about another five ball seconds would later. already
1: be on its way. And, so it was utter chaos.
0: And Davison De Los Santos, shout out to our prospect from the Arizona Diamondbacks, who had an absolutely
1: outstanding round. He was yeah, mashing man. the ball after a while and uh most of his were moonshots. Yeah. Four seven six. Like his his average launch angle was probably like Fifty degrees or something it's like crazy. the man was hitting it like straight up yeah. into the sky and it just kept on going
0: it was like there was there's the berm in the outfield at sloan park and then right. there's like uh, uh structure and then like upper deck kind of seating. yeah yeah and that's where the ball was hitting it was hitting off of the wall off of the upper deck seating and bouncing back into play it was yeah. crazy it was it i think it was impressive and it very uh i don't know it's it's a home run derby so you can't like Think too much about it, right? But he struggled this year with the long ball in Fall League play. So it was really good to see him not only come out, but have such a good showing. Uh Matt Mervis, who uh from the Chicago Cubs, yep. didn't have as strong of a showing, but ended up being the MVP of the Fall Stars game, which you were present for.
1: Yeah, the Fall Stars game was great. Um, I mean, that's sort of like the grand finale of of the Fall League in some ways. I know there's still another week. We still have semi semifinal in the championship happening next weekend. Um, but yeah, it was just so much fun. Justin Martinez. Uh, appeared in that game for the diamondbacks through a scoreless inning um he did walk a guy but he had two strikeouts he was pumping 98 99 miles an hour like we've seen it from him throughout the fall league um he's throwing a splitter now which is interesting uh it's not just the slider and the fastball he's added a splitter to and, that and there was that much discussion
0: well. about what it was yeah it was everyone on twitter is convinced it's a
1: change up but yeah. it's not a changeup. it's a it's a splitter. the man in,
0: himself confirmed it was a yes. splitter. yes yes
1: uh, but yeah, I mean, Justin Martinez, shout out, by the way, uh, friend, friend of the show. You guys should all follow Justin Martinez on Twitter because yes. he has like 40 followers or something like that because yeah. I'm not sure people really have found out that that's his actual Twitter account. So, Well, who's going to
0: know now that Twitter, now you got to pay $8 a month for a yeah, check mark. You're yeah. never going to know. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Uh, He calls himself The Flame, and I feel like I want to say that, like, uh, Kenny Powers, I feel like it should be in Spanish, La Flama, you know, La Flama Blanca or something like that, like, The Flame is good, but it should be... I think it's cooler in Spanish. That's just my thing. Fair, but, uh,
1: that's fair.
2: Uh,
0: he was one of the twelve best performers from the Sunday's Fall Stars game as well. So, uh,
1: <laughs> that's such an arbitrary list. Like <laughs> <I know. laughs> we're gonna make a list
0: of twelve
1: the twelve best performers well, in one baseball game. The
0: Fall Stars <laughs> game it is interesting to me because the Fall League itself, in a way, is kind of an all-star game of prospects, right? It's an all-star league of prospects. It's this yeah. weird, you know, combination guys all over the place, um, and so for. You know for for the fall stars game to be the best of those guys it's an honor to be selected uh jordan lawler was selected but obviously didn't play didn't yeah play injury right and uh it's just again it's just fun to see these guys coming out and uh you know of course having having you know kind of a a big day like that in front of the crowd and everything like that uh what, yeah what am i partially correct by i don't know what am i michael McDermott says i'm partially i'm i'm 100 correct uh Brett Johnson says, "Laugh out loud! Great question relating to that. If you made a Twitter Blue parody of any D-backs player in history, who would it be? Randy Johnson." <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be Randy Johnson? And every tweet would be about birds. Bird facts, I Just like bird facts, bird pictures. I would just tweet
1: the difference out between bird. a duck and a goose. Oh, a duck and a goose.
0: Yeah. Uh, shout out to Rock, by the way, our collectibles guru who uh, actually got a. Tops Now card oh, do, of yeah. the goose <laughs> from the Padres Dodgers series. So that was a lot of fun.
1: The most valuable Tops Now card of any, <laughs> of any Padre-affiliated creature That's right. in the That's postseason. Right. Well,
0: I so don't know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Brett Johnson says, birds and rush. Yep, nothing but birds and rush all the time on that account. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. Uh, well, we thank you guys uh, so much for joining us. Hope you guys had f- fun uh, at the Arizona Fall League, those of you that came out, make sure to stay tuned. So we got a few more. We got a few more, and then we got the championship game next weekend. So we will be covering that as well. And then we have no more baseball. Then we're just then. What do we do? Yep. Then it's just nothing but you know Twitter bashing and what it's else? just Me like, and me watching movies. Just Jesse watching movies. Yes. <laughs> baseball related movies though. So let's make sure. Which we get to that be correct. fair,
1: we could we could film months of shows with me <laughs> catching up Which on movies and I haven't movies he seen. He hasn't seen. Oh so. yeah, it could
0: be great. But uh, we thank you guys, of course, for joining us. We thank you for joining us all baseball season long, and now it's officially op- the off season. So we it's don't, always weird. We don't know what to do with our hands. It's always we'll really here. weird, like yeah. the
1: first few days when it, I mean. I guess we still have another week of of the fall league, so maybe this week will still be sort of okayish, yeah. and then. And then next week we're just we're not gonna, looking forward to it. It's going to be really weird. And then we have to like see our families and
0: stuff around like Thanksgiving yeah, and stuff. And then right. it just gets awful. But, <laughs> uh, of course, you can follow us until then. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at phnx underscore dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, we thank you guys so much for joining us on behalf of Leah, Jesse, and myself. We always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but kind of more fun when you win a World Series.